and welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins. I'm the host of this podcast and I'm also the founder of NC Real Estate, which is my firm of surveyors. We help landlords and property investors just like you build mixed use and commercial property portfolios. If you want to hear more about that, head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk And I also have my new Crossing Over to Commercial Property mini course, which I think that you should go and get your hands on. It's completely free. If you want to learn about how to move from residential property investment to commercial property investment, the course is for you. It will take about 60 minutes of your time. That is that. All you need to do is head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash crossing over to commercial. So please make sure that you're making the best use of that. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I have some things to chat about. The first thing that I want to say, and the thing that gets me, I think it makes me laugh more than anything, catfishing in property investment. What do I mean? Well. I, to be a catfish is to lure someone into a relationship by means of a fictional online persona. Yeah, I just did Google that. And that's where that came up from. (laughs) But we're starting to see it more when we're looking on the market to buy properties. Have you noticed how you can be looking through online search portals and you know that an agent has listed something at a ridiculously low price just to get eyeballs that is what I mean by catfishing in property investment please can I ask that we stop so annoying you know oh I accidentally put that this property is worth one pound and you're looking at it and you think all right I'll double that for you I'll I'll offer two pounds you know, just to be funny. And then they come back to you and say, well, why have you offered so low? Because you listed so low, right? That's what's just happened. Um, It's not ideal. I mean, you look at it and you think, of course, this property is not worth this much, unless something is terribly wrong with it. You know, it's falling in. It's not got the back of a property. Maybe it is just a couple of windows. You don't know until you've gone and inspected or you've seen the auction pack. I mean, it could be terrible. But in reality, an agent has just done that to get eyeballs and to get a bidding war. And they've probably thought, oh, this would be funny. Let's get as many people interested in this as possible. You get in contact with the agent. They're like, "Mm, nah, actually, it's worth £450,000 or something ridiculous. Um, I'm seeing this more and more and more mainly because I look at so many properties on a daily basis. Can we just stop? Because it's not funny. It's a it's a big waste of time, especially as someone who has to analyse property deals on the daily for their clients just to make sure that it's legit and it stacks up and it is what it says it is. When it isn't what it is on the tin, it's such a waste of time. But the problem is as well is that I couldn't go to my client and be like, yeah, well, I have been um, searching the market for you. I found this property. It was only listed at 50 grand, but I ignored it because I thought that they were catfishing me. I can't say that to my client, can I? 
that would be ridiculous. And they'd be like, mm, but what happens if it is the truth? And maybe there is that unicorn property out there that is listed ridiculously low and it's been put on the market like that. And okay, it's an accident. But why, how are you acting in your client's best interest if you accidentally list a property too low? You're not. And as a selling agent, you're not getting the right fees. So it's not worth anybody's time to be doing this. But it's happening, guys. Please watch out for it. I have no answer to this question other than I'm taking to my public platform, my podcast, to ask agents to stop. Just because you want eyeballs on it, just because you want people bidding on it, you know, all these things that you want to happen is annoying. Unless you seriously just want us to offer that. And in which case, brilliant, take the offer, but don't then pick up the phone. And when I offer you the ridiculously low sum that you have put the property on the market for, be shocked that that is the offer that you're getting. Have a little bit of thought process as to how long it takes people like me to go through these deals properly. Rant over. I thought I'd come with that today because that before this podcast started, that was what I was working on. And I was going through, I'm recording this on a Friday. Normally Friday afternoons are when we get the most amount of updates for the week as to, you know, what's come on the market and what's been going on. And it just so happens that I've come off this, uh, a stint of looking at all the properties that have come through into my inbox today. and. One of those came up and I, I just said to my team, Monday morning, bid on it. Just tell them we'll take it for that price. Ha, ha, ha. Because it's not really, it's going to sell for much more than that. Unless, honestly, it's not got a back of the building or something. So there we go. That is my rant of the day. Um, let me know if you experience the same thing. And whether you get as annoyed about it as I do, maybe you don't, maybe you just find it funny or maybe you just ignore the properties. I can't ignore it because I couldn't tell my clients that I'd ignored it. <laughs> it really would not be professional, but at the same time, you know it's going to sell for much more than they've lift, listed it on the market for. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's my funny part to the start of this podcast. I also wanted to talk to you today about ITZAs and why it's important in commercial property is something that we've been really focusing on over in the members club and starting to I'll roll back a second one of the big things that I want my clients to be able to do and I feel is really important is understand how the industry works Mm -hmm. so that you're not going into things blind That's got to be a really important thing. If you don't understand how properties are valued, if you don't understand how how to work out what market rents are in commercial property, then how on earth are you going to be able to correctly do your due diligence? Now, that is why for big portfolios they hire surveyors like me as your asset manager to do all of that due diligence my job is to break back areas look at rental values see where there can be an increase in valuation see what else I can do to increase the value 
if you cannot afford that as a property investor, you are going to have to do it yourself. You can't just ignore it and say, oh, I don't play in that area. Mm, No, it's not an excuse. If you want to do this properly and you want to do it professionally, you have to have an understanding for that. And so I thought I'd give you a brief overview of ITZAs and why they're important today. Now, I'm going to tell you this on a podcast. You are going to need to know how to write it down. And I expect you to do some research into it because now you know about it, you can't ignore it, right? When you start picking up this knowledge, you have to keep running with it. You can't say, oh, it doesn't apply to my property because of X, Y, and Z. It does apply to your property. If you're investing in the UK, it completely applies to your property. So I don't want to hear any of this. Okay. So let me give you a little bit of a coaching lesson on what ITZAs are, why they're important, and why you need to make sure that you understand it. So ITZAs, what does that mean? It means in terms of zone A. So retail rents as standard are valued on an in terms of zone A basis. And occasionally, occasionally we find that retail rents are valued on net internal area basis, but for the most part, they are valued in terms of zone A. How are you going to know that? Well, you're going to phone the agent and you're going to say, um, how was the rent on this property valued? They are going to tell you in terms of zone A. So what types of premises are valued in terms of zone A? Well, this is retail. So it includes shops, retail warehouses, hairdressers, undertakers, travel, ticket agencies, post offices, pet shops, sandwich bars, showrooms, domestic hire shops, dry cleaners, funeral directors, and internet cafes. Anything up to about 4,000 square feet. Now, the likes of the big convenience stores like Tesco's, Asda, those kind of things, where they fall over 4,000 square feet, they are valued on a different um, valuation basis. Okay, so just remember that. Um, But anything that's retail, um, regardless of whether it's now E class or used to be A1. Anything that's retail under the definition that I have just given you is going to be, the rent is going to be valued on in terms of zone A basis. So essentially, what in terms of zone A does is it breaks back all of the areas of a retail unit into um, a comparable measurement. The reason being is that when we're valuing retail rents, it is assumed that the front of the retail unit where the shop front is, is more valuable than the rear of the retail unit because retail relies on shop fronts. And that is why we use in terms of the zone A. So to value rents on an ITZA basis, what you're doing is you're measuring the unit the retail unit and working out the internal square foot. Then you take out everything that isn't usable. So columns, stairwells, toilets, if it's not a cafe and anything 
that's under 1.5 meters in height, that then gives you the area that's going to be valued. Then on that basis, you break back the unit into zones. And the principle is that the first 6.1 meters depth of the shop is zone A and is 100% of the rate. And then every 6.1 meters back is sliced into sections, chunks, or zones. We call it zones. So zone A is the one right at the front with the shop front. And that is the first 6.1 meters. The next zone is zone B, which is 50% of the rate of the zone A. Then you go 6.1 meters back again, which is half again. So zone C is half of zone B. Zone D is the next 6.1 meters, which is half of the zone C. And then anything behind that is a remainder, which would be half of the zone D. Yes, occasionally you see things, you see a zone E. I've never seen, seen a zone F, but I have seen a zone E if that section also falls into a tradable retail area. If it doesn't and it's just storage or the back office or whatever, that tends to fall into um, a remainder zone. So essentially, what this is doing is it's saying the first 6.1 meters of a retail unit is the most valuable because that's what customers see before they enter. And then every 6.1 meters thereafter has got half the value, half the value, half the value, half the value, right? That's how ITZA works. And then what you do is you get a total ITZA for the unit and you multiply that by whatever the local comparable is on a pound per zone A basis. So you need to phone local agents to find out what the local pound per zone A is in the area. And that's going to give you your market rent on the retail unit. Now, if you have got a basement, then a basement is given a rate as well. So it might be, um, usually it's a tenth of the zone A. So zone A is one. Um, so I would divide one by 10 to give me the, the uh, value of a basement. That's if it's a really good basement and there's good head height and there's light down there and it's usable. If it's terrible, it could be um, one over 20 or it could be one over 50 if it's a really unusable basement, but it's been demised to a tenant. This is the same with a first floor office. Um, first floor offices, I would usually say, is um, a tenth of the zone A, so one over 10. But again, to find that out, you need to phone local agents and see what other units have been valued at and give a and then give an appropriate value to your unit. Now that's quite a complicated thing to take on and understand and internalize when you are first starting out as a property investor but and you're looking at commercial property but you need to understand this 
because you cannot try and value a retail rent on an overall basis if none of the comparable rents have been valued on the same basis because then you're not getting an accurate picture of where market rent is. In fact, it's almost like plucking a figure out of the air. When you're valuing rents, you have to compare apples for apples. Mm-hmm. You cannot compare an apple and a pear. If you are not valuing that rent on the right basis, you're not going to know how much um, the rent is going to be or should be. So I wanted to give you this introduction to ITZAs or in terms of zone A, number one, so that you know this is how these types of properties are valued. And number two, so that you can start researching it. Again, I can't cover everything on this podcast. In the members club and with my clients, yes, we do this in so much detail so that my clients understand. I give them templates, spreadsheets, examples, all of that jazz. But the whole aim of this podcast is to equip you with the knowledge to go deeper, right? Or ask questions because you have to have this understanding. You have to ask questions and then you have to use that to move forward. So recap, why are ITZAs so important for you to know as a commercial property investor? Well, because this is how retail rents are valued. And this is a traditional way of doing it. And yes, this is how I would say 95% of retail units in the UK are valued. So if you are buying retail, you have to understand this and you have to get the terminology right. and You have to know how to do it. That's why I've just shared it with you. All right. So if you've got any questions about this, please make sure that you reach out and ask Natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I hope this has been a very good introduction into it. And also, you've just found out why I get so annoyed by catfishing and property investment. (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening today. I hope this has been useful for you. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. That really means the world to me. Thanks for listening today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.